Welcome to episode 16 of Bitpicking, a podcast about software development. I'm Greg. I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello, Greg. Today, we're going to talk about MVP, Minimum Viable Product. What is it? Who does it? And are you doing it right? So, Greg, tell me... What is an MVP in your understanding? In my understanding, um, and the theme of this episode will be that we think it's moved on a bit, but my <laughs> understanding currently is um, that you do... Uh, the minimum means to do the minimum, obviously. Viable means to make sure that you get some value out of it, and product means that there is a thing. Um, so my understanding would be that you've got a hypothesis... Um, that um, you want to prove, so you would build the very minimum you can think of to prove that hypothesis. Okay. When you said, so I'm going to pick up on the word viable there, and you said yeah. about delivering value. Uh, well, I meant, is, I, sorry, I haven't let you ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, is that value as in financial value? No, I think it. I, I think it's just for the hyp- hypothesis. Can we pick a different word? I, I have trouble saying that. Um, so I think what I mean is you can't just build something that doesn't have any value to what you're trying to prove. And I think that's where people get a bit, you know, um, they trip up because they might build something which is minimum and it is a product, yeah. but it's not actually given them any uh, answers to any questions. Uh-huh. And maybe they haven't defined the question and that's part, yeah. part of the problem uh, as I see it. But for me, viable would be, you know, is it is it proving the thing I want to prove, or not. I mean, I suppose it's still viable to say, no, that hasn't worked, so therefore let's not carry on. You so th- that's that's interesting, but, um, because I think a problem that can exist, and I've seen this applied actually recently in terms of scientific research as well as you know all the other stuff, which is it's very hard for people to admit that something isn't working yeah, yeah, or yeah. won't work. Yeah. So people are always looking for conf- you know, the confirmation bias mm-hmm. to say, well, maybe this doesn't prove my point, but if I keep going, yeah, maybe I'll prove it eventually. Well, is it? I think the other word for that is the sunk sunken cost fallacy. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's I think that's part of the problem in that MVP has been bastardized to sort of mean just do it, just just the minimum. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and I think what what's happened is when it was sort of positioned um it was very much about this okay do something prove a point carry on yeah. and it was all about products because it was that's that's just the sort of trendy word mm-hmm. um although i suppose you can apply it to other decisions as well um and nowadays i think people have taken it to say i can't get buy-in for this thing yeah like i can't get yeah. budget i can't secure on the resource plan therefore if i just position it as as something very simple I can move forward one step. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so you so you get the the green light, you go ahead, you go and build something, but then at the end of that, you have built something minimal, but you haven't yeah. you, you haven't got enough to take it to the next step. I think the, yeah. the point you just made was a really key one, which is about uh, an MVP has to answer a question. Yeah. And I hear MVP talked about a lot uh, without anybody knowing what question they're trying to answer. Hmm. MVP I hear talked about mostly as release one. 
Yeah, we've already decided yeah, exactly, this is a product yeah. and it will go somewhere and it will do something. This yeah, is just it's the first one. step of it. And and very possibly, very likely, there's already a, a, a second release and a third release and a, you know, yeah. God knows, probably somewhere a, a roadmap going out five years yeah. on, on this thing. I mean, we used to call that iteration zero, right? You know, because it was the learning bit, but it's all of a on a theme, is it? But you're absolutely right. You know the the solution has been designed in the maximum sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and the MVP is just the first yeah. bit of that. Yeah. You know, and part of me thinks that it all gets a bit tied up and tripped up in words. You know, it, it, is that a problem? I mean, the problem is it's called MVP, but is the act of splitting up a big release and then the first one is an incremental step on that, is that a problem? No, that's not, that's not a problem, but I think if you kid yourself that it's MVP... That's well again. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe this this is the the DevOps problem of do you just accept what it's become rather? Than, yeah, yeah. But I, but I, but I I think the problem with calling it MVP is you're it, um, you're taking away the the kind of tool from other people. If, if people yeah, yeah. really understood what an MVP was, you know, and not everyone needs to do that. Hmm. Um, so, but but by misappropriating the name you're sort of stopping people from maybe understanding what an MVP truly is and why yeah. it might be useful, yeah. dependent on where you are with what you're doing and what you're planning. And, mm. and I do think it's been stolen from product managers. Yeah. You know, I do think that when it, when it came about, it was a, you know, a pretty cool technique that when you're in a, when you're in a situation of uncertainty or, or even maybe even chaos and you've got to start moving forward, yeah. you know, it was quite a good technique to, to try and do the right thing, and sometimes you won't, but yeah. you'll you'll learn as soon as you can that you're doing the wrong thing, and then change to the right thing. And it was yeah. a pretty good technique to do that. Cool. Nowadays, you you hear developers and UX uh, professionals and managers and whatnot throwing it out with you know gay abandon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, let's do an MVP. I yeah, sound yeah. really trendy, and you're absolutely right. That's sort of it, it's it's um, ruined the true meaning of it. Yeah. And it is quite hard, for me, this is a personal thing, it is quite hard not to get a bit wound up by that. You know, you think, no, it doesn't it's mean because you're normally quite a relaxed person, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. When it comes to these things. <laughs> um, and you know, I get wound up because, A, in principle, you know, it was a pretty cool idea and now I think it's, you know, it's um, there's a word for it, you know, where something becomes meaningless because it's used so much. I think there's a, a word for that. Uh, or, or uh, no, hang on, wait, now, this is... Um, when you use a word so much, uh, it loses its meaning. Semantic satiation. Satiation. That definitely wasn't what I was thinking. That's no, far, no, far no. too clever for me. <laughs> but we'll go with it. But there is that. So there's the in principle, and then there's the practical, which is that because people don't understand it, then people aren't doing these cool things. And actually, we throw around all the time about fail fast and yeah. you know empower the team and all that kind of stuff. And MVP is an embodiment of that. Yeah. And yet. Like we're not doing it anymore, you know, and that, and that's that's frustrating because then you see all these things get built that, you know, uh, are under the banner MVP, yeah. and then to the people that, um, unfortunately, exist who don't understand it, i.e., the stakeholders or the budget holders or the shareholders or whatever, all they see is that MVP is like something that oh that's what the developers do and it, you know, it hasn't really proven any value. Right, yeah. You know what it, I mean? It seems to me certainly it's diluted. It's a- Diluted. The meaning okay, has been diluted. A, okay, there's a, there's a better, much more <laughs> concise word. Do you think then? 
I mean, I would hazard a guess that, that the, the term MVP has kind of been taken over a bit by developers and, and technical people versus, say, product managers, who are the people that really should be understanding so, so, that. Certainly do. in my circles, yeah. Right. You know, now where we are in some sunny Dorset, I, I can't say there are that many product managers um, to have an effective sample, or certainly as much as I try to come across them, I'm not seeing them. So I don't know. Maybe in, you know, maybe in other um, environments, this is it's not as big a deal. But certainly here, I only ever hear MVPs talked about within, you know, inside the development team yeah. and not outside. Yeah. You know. Do you think uh, people are really willing to take the risks that come with building MVP? You know, I'm thinking about the fact I've heard stories of sort of true MVPs in the sense of here's a thing that looks like a functional web application but what you don't know is in the background someone is yeah. printing off these things and you know, sending them yeah, via yeah. fax <laughs> yeah. to somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Which would be, I mean, yeah. that is a, that's almost almost verbatim what's in the lean startup. Yeah. That that's what, you know, yeah, occurred. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, but you've sort of got, you've got a bit of a risk in that, I guess, reputationally, potentially, you know, if people find that out uh, or, or know that, you're risking your credibility. Yeah, I think I think the book would suggest that um, if your if your product was going to live off, uh, like die or um, succeed or fail on on a few initial bad experiences, then your yeah. market's probably not big enough. Yeah. And so, like, because one of the other things they talk about is. Um, if you do this stuff publicly, what about your competitors? They'll they'll start to cotton on with what you're doing. Right. And there's a very good um, example of how that's unlikely to happen because most companies are quite slow to change and, right. yeah. and that kind of thing. So yeah. it sort of doesn't matter. Um, I've forgotten what your question was. What the point uh, Are people willing to take the risk? Uh, I think there's a lot of traditional thinkers and, and, and they find it quite hard to sign that off, to sign off you know, some amount of cost, you know, which may involve real costs in terms of hosting or, or whatever, but certainly people cost um, not to know what the outcome is. Yeah. Which is, and it's so, you know, when you write it down and you talk about it, it's so crazy that people don't, like, see that. Yeah. You know, like, I'm willing to sign off a big project because up front I, someone's put together a really good argument that says how oh, this is the best idea in the world and it's definitely going to pay off. Yeah. So I'm willing to sign that off, but I'm not willing to sign off something that says, we don't know, let's try this and yeah, see. Yeah, and see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, and it's, it's But again, crazy. I wonder whether that comes back to some of the confirmation bars, which is even if the first stage came back and said, no one's buying it, no. you'd go, well, it's, it's because it, it doesn't look good enough. We haven't put enough into the front end or yeah, yeah. You know, it needs to be more efficient on the back end or you know, and therefore I'm just going to throw the rest of the money at you anyway in the hope that it sticks. Yeah. Uh, and actually my intuition is is proven right. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's the question of pivoting on that, which is, well, it didn't answer this question or it did answer this question, it was negative, but it's, it's given us an idea of this other question over here. You know, do you think that's a... Um, is that a success out of an MVP? Or do you, do I think it would happen? be. I think it, I think it should be. Because you've, you've learned that the thing you were going to do is not very good, but you don't just go, all right, all right, pack it up, guys, we're going home. Yeah. You go, ah, but there's this other thing that maybe... 
but if the thing you're pivoting to is not necessarily what you thought you were going to do or what you think you should be doing yeah surely that's yeah. quite hard for a company to do. Yeah. I mean, you look at um uh, flicker was that was a big example wasn't it of pivoting where they were flicker started as uh, kind of yeah i think you know image storage for they were building a game i think were they flicker yeah 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 oh wow they were build, and and it just started as kind of I think maybe like message boards or something for you know in game for players. Oh, okay. And then they realised that actually the photo sharing was the was a key thing, and yeah. the game kind of fell away. Well, what, what a shame that now they they lost that. Yeah. <laughs> Into Google Photos or yeah, yeah. Uh, iCloud. Oh, well, they made some money along the way. I don't yeah. think they'd be too sad. I think you're right though. I think it must be quite hard if you're a founder, you know, in a startup, and you've got this vision of this product, and you really want it to succeed. Yeah. You do a couple of experiments. Let's stop calling them MVPs. <laughs> They're yeah, just experiments. Yeah. You know? Experiment. Experiment. You're doing these couple of experiments to try and prove something, and then it turns out that your idea is not as it seems. Mm-hmm. You've got to be pretty bold, I think, and pretty strong. And then, it, then I think you end up in that conversation about what makes a business. Is it the passion of the founders? Because they just, you know, we're just going to get it done no matter what. Yeah. Or is it because you've got a smart entrepreneur that's just going after an opportunity? And if that opportunity changes along the way, you know, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then you've got the whole thing about what happens in big business. You know, you have these big companies that are like, we're going to embrace lean and we're going to do yeah. MVPs. And you think, can that really work? You know, I've not, I've not seen that. No, I'm going to hazard a guess that no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, well, again, because you're, you're already kind of, you're, you're already sunk in it, aren't you? And clearly, so, uh, uh, I say clearly, it's unlikely that a big business is going to pivot or change based on the results of, yeah. you know, again, you've, you've probably already earmarked a ton of money for this project. So whether it comes back and says it's going to be successful or not, you'll probably plough on with it. The thing that I've been thinking about a bit recently is is the tide turning. So we've spoken a bit about like that traditional thinking where um, you don't expect a, the concept of an experiment to be signed off, right? I think, is that true? You sort of think you're going to have a bit of a battle because the people making the sort of the allocation decisions, whether yeah. it's money or whatever, um, you know, they want to know that you've got it all sorted you yeah, know, 12 yeah, months in yeah. advance. Okay. Um, so I think that's the position we're all in. But I wonder whether now, as the workforce is growing up and all the people that were um, you know, developers and product managers before are now heads of development and, mm-hmm. and senior product managers and maybe even on the board, CTO level, that kind of thing. So they're going to be more likely to do this kind of stuff. And I wondered when that, when that shift is going to occur. You know, There's still a lot of talking, we're doing it now on the podcast, about what is an MVP and oh nobody understands us you know we really like this is the future and all that mm. but at some point the future has to do you, do you get what I'm saying it has to sort of flip I, over I do what I'm thinking about as you're saying that is um, is it is it purely down to the attitudes or is it down to the the influences you have at various levels in the organisation so whilst you can be uh, you know the the, the younger generation of developers or product managers, wherever it is, um, you know, have these attitudes 
not necessarily because they're younger, but because they're not subject to the same yeah, yeah constraints true. as someone who's higher up in the organisation. And whilst they can carry some of that through, by the time you get to a CTO level, now you're finding out why why the previous CTO <laughs> yeah. wanted this is because well, he's got true. this guy on his ass wanting yeah, to yeah. know this and that. Yeah. And he doesn't want to make a decision that might end up with egg on his face. Yeah, yeah, so actually, yeah. you're still going to be the same. It's a bit like, you know, I'm going to go unscientific, but um, I think it's fair to say that there's, you know, a, a trend politically for, you know, younger people are liberal um, uh, sort of voters. Older people tend to be more conservative voters. Mm. Um, and But as time goes on, it's not like you're going to end up with a generation of uh, you know, liberal voters, you know, 80-year-old Oh, is that, uh, that that's li- a... liberals? But over time, people's political views start to go towards. Oh, okay. I don't. I, 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 no, I see what I, you're saying. I, so I don't cause... have any evidence to bear that out <laughs> whatsoever. So I might I need to disclaim that. Uh, later but it's a good thing to think about, isn't it? Because I, 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 I uttered to someone the other day that, um, and you're going to hate this, and maybe I should have prepped you. <laughs> I uttered to someone the other day that agile doesn't exist anymore. Okay. And he said, yes, "What do you mean agile doesn't exist?" It's meta. And and I and the argument I was trying to make is along the same lines that that when you know like ten fifteen years ago it was this new thing it was the minority let's say uh-huh. you know so there was a lot of trying to convince people that this way of working was more effective and more valuable that kind of stuff yeah. now I feel that that's the default and actually if you weren't doing the sort of things that are taught in agile um, circles you'd be the outsider at that point. Right. Yeah. Therefore, there's no point talking about Agile anymore. Yeah. We should go one level sort of deeper and we should be talking about, like we are, MVPs and that kind of stuff. And yet there's still conversations and blog posts about, like, are we Agile or not? Yeah, yeah. And I think, yes, I we just, are. At this point, can I just advertise my new waterfall certification? I'm getting in ahead, ahead <laughs> yeah. of the curve. Like yeah. Three-day training if it, course. If it comes back, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> But, you know, but, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost like it, it's the baseline, right, for what... Well, I wonder if it is. you should be working. Yeah, but maybe that's, again, just my, my, my view. You know, maybe I've been lucky to work in organisations where we, we are trying new things. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're following the manifesto almost as it uh, was written in that, you know, um, we try stuff, we see if it works. We have, you know, these um, processes and practices to, to help us. Yeah. You know, we're not doing a particular thing. I could describe it, but, you know, it might change in a week's time. That's what's yeah. So I feel like that's what everyone is doing, but maybe they're not. Maybe it'd be good if our listeners would uh, let us know. Certainly. You know, maybe my, my um, uh, I'm too into it. <laughs> <laughs> so to bring it, bring it, bring it back to the, to the MVP angle, yeah. do you think, um, I talked about kind of risk and it seems to me that one of the risks in building MVP is you have to get the feedback. You have to go and uh, talk to customers, potential customers. You potentially have to show them something that isn't very good, that isn't yeah. very polished um, and say, what do you think of this? Yeah. Um, and certainly in modern business when... Uh, people want to be considered thought leaders for example companies want to be telling their customers what they what they want and not not the other way around so do you think mm. do you think enough companies are willing to take that 
risks to, to really actually engage customers and say, I'm going to show you something. It's not going to look very good or it's not fully functional. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's the crux of it, really. I think that's that's why it probably gets a bit of a bad rep because that is very uncomfortable and you will encounter people that can't see past the colour scheme. Yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. even though the, whatever it's doing is, you know, adding real value to that journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, actually, I encountered that today. You know, somebody asked for something. I thought, yeah, that's a good idea. I mocked it up in um, in Adobe XD so you can create like a functioning prototype. Yeah. Sent it around to a few people to see, you know, what they thought of it. And half of them couldn't get past the fact it was low fidelity. Right. Like, oh, but, I mean, in the real thing, we can have colours, can't we? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, what does it say about me if yeah, they yeah. think they think that I think that's the finish? This is your best effort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Look what yeah. I did, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Going live Monday. <laughs> yeah, and I do think that to the uninitiated, it would be quite disheartening to get feedback like that and they'd say, well, no, do it. Do the full thing. Make it high fidelity, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But I think that's it. I mean, that's, you know, maybe at the beginning when I said it's been stolen from product management. I mean, that is part of part of a product manager's responsibility is to yeah. be able to socialize what this stuff is and to communicate the benefits versus the alternative methods of doing this stuff you know and that kind yeah. of thing and i bet i mean i don't know what they are but i bet there's some quite good techniques to get across that i mean for me i just i spend an awful lot of conscious effort um explaining things before i show it you know, I'll write yeah. an email and I'll, I'll use the word, this is a lo-fi yeah. proof of concept, yeah. you know. Because if I just sent it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so maybe what we're really talking about is like product owners like so, re-owning so it. So let me, let, let me put this point to you. Actually, you talk about kind of proof of concept because I'm, you know, I'm involved in a project at the moment to deliver a proof of concept. Uh, and I was actually this week trying to write an email to someone to explain what we might put in the proof of concept and uh, as I was writing it trying to find the sweet spot between the proof of concept will do this but it won't do this to the point where the this was enough <laughs> to actually prove a concept but without yeah. having to build the whole thing was very difficult yeah you yeah, kind of yeah. went well I either have to build everything, everything yeah. <laughs> or I don't do that bit but then I'm not proving anything yeah, like, yeah. there is no you know you know, let's say, for example, you know, there's some machine learning involved. So either I have to put the time and effort into building a classifier, for example, and mm. getting the training set and, and you know all those kind of things, which can be a, quite a lot of effort and is ultimately the end goal. Or I don't put a machine learning classifier in it. I just do say find in string kind of type, <laughs> yeah. type type matching but then I'm but then I've not actually proved the concept at all right because the concept is I can solve this problem with yeah uh, with a machine learning classifier so yeah how do you how do you find that line between what's really necessary and what's not and this uh, this I feel is is a uh, maybe where MVPs or you know, what people claim are MVPs fall down because people's opinion on what that is differs and so you end up building most of it anyway yeah 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 uh, to get something that someone that or that everyone agrees can go out in front of customers and mm. actually does something useful yeah i think you're right i mean i don't i don't personally have an answer i bet some more clever people would i mean i, I would say that it is difficult yeah i think that's another thing that falls down in quite a lot of areas like outside of mvp 
you know, it's almost like if something is difficult, we must be doing it wrong. And sometimes yeah. I think, no, it's just difficult. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's actually nice. why, yeah. you know, this is a very interesting uh, world because if we were just, um, without alienating, you know, our listeners, if we were just building websites, yeah, you know, static HTML, which is, you know, um, no, I feel like I'm going to get some bad feedback for yeah. that comment. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you think, on a practical level, what do you think an MVP consists of. Let's 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 maybe formulate uh, an example. I have a good one actually. I stumbled okay. across the other day. This is a real one. Okay. Um, and, and and actually, when I saw it, I wondered if it was a technical restriction or a, an experiment. Yeah. But and um, I'm an avid Monzo uh, okay. user. I really like them. And they have a thing where you have Sponsored like a, by Monzo. <laughs> I'd love to be. <laughs> Uh, they have a thing where you you have like a, an address, like a URL, that you can use for people to pay you. Okay. I think PayPal do a similar thing. I'm not right. really sure who came first. Um, but the URL is is based on the name that you used when you signed up. And I thought oh, I don't like that. You know, I want to have my you know Twitter sort of name. Okay. So I went into the app and I saw it, and I it didn't tell me I could do this, but I tapped on the name because intuitively I thought that's where you change it. So I tapped on the link. And it popped up a little dialogue box that said, really sorry, you can't change the name, but we're working on it. Okay. And I thought, right. that's an MVP. That is an that experiment is, to see good. how many people go and try to change the name. And then they'll have some analytics in the background. And at some point, they'll say, look, loads of people are trying to do this. Yeah. Let's go and build it. Yeah. So that's what I would say is a pretty good... Yeah, yeah, I think that's... If that's what it's there for. Yes. You know. Um, and I had to, uh, it annoys me, and I, I shouldn't even have mentioned it because I, I was just thinking I saw an example of something very similar right, the other okay. day, but I can't for the life of me remember what it is, so just <laughs> edit that part out. Yeah. But I did think, and this is sort of related. I did wonder whether the reason you can't change it is not necessarily because they like they had an experiment up front, but maybe they designed it, and architecturally it was quite hard. Yeah, maybe there is some um, security. Uh, reason why yeah, they don't yeah. want people to be changing, you know that that URL. You know, I I, I can think what it is, but I yeah. can imagine that there's some kind of fraud hole. You know, if you can suddenly change your Monzo, um, and I wondered whether it was just because of that, and then maybe it was like, well, it's still sort of an MVP because it's still if we get enough people wanting to do it, then we should go and invest in solving that problem. Yeah, right. But yeah, currently, yeah. the reason we're not doing it is because it's just too expensive. Yeah. You know, yeah. but again, man, that's still probably a valid experiment it's also it's uh i mean and it's a good example of to your point using uh, using the word experiments rather than mvps mvps don't have to be the first cut of a product right? yeah, yeah yeah you can you can still use these same ideas and techniques on something that's already got a a good core product to find other other angles angles yeah. and features that you you may want to build, but you're not quite yeah. sure. In fact, is that maybe that's is that easier? You know, do you think do you think that's how people should think about MVPs rather than literally starting from scratch and building an MVP? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's done it a disservice is that it was attached to the whole startup culture. Yeah, um, it was also attached to um, somewhat trivial examples, at least in the book. You know, and that Monzo one is a it's a it's a trivial example, whereas your example is much more nuanced and complicated. 
you know, yeah. how how am I going to do an experiment on yeah. a machine learning algorithm without building the machine learning yeah. algorithm? Yeah. You know, um, so I do wonder whether there is particular types of experiments which are suited to this kind of thinking, and then yeah. there are other things where you can't, you know, possibly do that. And I do think when you've got a bigger product, um, you tend to be working on smaller things, like lots of smaller things. You're improving feature X, Y, and Z. You know, maybe concurrently, maybe sequ- sequentially, don't know. But rather than, like, if somebody said, right, we're going to build Spotify, yeah. like, now, I mean, what would be your MVP for that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> because in order to get up, or we're going to compete with Spotify is probably a, a good example. In order to get there, there's, like, table stakes. You know, there's just base features that you've got to have. Yeah. You know, and so you can't do any experiments really. No. Some, someone no, will tweet me and tell me it's wrong. Infrastructure but, for streaming music. Yeah. And then yeah, on top yeah. of that, you can. You yeah. know, maybe you've got a different way that you want to organize the playlist or something like that. Yeah. So on top of that, you might be able to experiment, but you've got to get to that place. What, what first. if you were to choose your song from a list, enter your phone number, and then I phone you up and play the song down the phone <laughs> to you? <laughs> Would that, would that count as an MVP? Uh, if you sang it to me. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you probably can't afford the licensing right now because oh, you're good. in startup. Oh, that's right? a good point. <laughs> oh, man, I feel like that. Yeah, yeah. Although no doubt there's still a still a, um, a fee to be paid. Isn't there a thing like that? Like happy birthday or something is still... Oh, yeah, still. You know, and it's only because it's unenforceable that you can't... Yeah, that they can't yeah. collect royalties. But yeah. actually, if you play it on the radio... <laughs> I'm sure that's probably one of those urban myths. Yeah, I have no, to check it's... Snopes or whatever. No, no, I think, I think you're right. I think Happy Birthday is still under some kind of licensing yeah. craziness. So what's the... Where do we get to? So MVPs, still valid, but more as experiments. Although that's really what they were. It was just fancy words around it. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think it's just... As with everything we talk about on this podcast... <laughs> It's just us getting annoyed that, that people bandy around these terms uh, quite gladly without really thinking about what they what yeah. they mean. And it's, well, I don't think it's not that we get annoyed because actually no one no one gives a shit. But there is there is real value in these ideas, I think, yeah, and, yeah. and these yeah. concepts. And so the fact that they just become misappropriated, as we said earlier, is kind of taking away that opportunity to do mm. something do something useful yeah um, and, yeah and then you spend a lot of time sort of defending the idea yeah when you could be actually going and doing doing yeah. it yeah yeah and I think if it's understood by people at all levels of the organisation yeah that's that's very valuable if everyone understands mm. this is to prove a concept and it's not just a first release and we've already got the rest of the releases planned. But I think, I think that's the biggest thing. We didn't really touch on that too much, but I think that's the biggest thing I would like people to understand a bit better, that an MVP is not just phase one. No. I mean, it is phase one in, in a sort of literal sense, because if, if it's successful, there will be a second phase and a third phase. Yeah, yeah. But it's not take this whole, no, cut it into little be, bits, and the yeah. first bit is your MVP. Yeah, that's, that's not... What that is. That's a perfectly valid approach. Yeah. Just stop calling it MVP. <laughs> and I think ask ask what is the question that you're answering. Hmm. I think that's really important. If you don't know what your what question you're trying to answer, then you probably haven't got a, an MVP. Yeah, oh, that for sure. 
yeah, if you're just building something, you know, um, on an assumption or a, on a on a passion, yeah. then I mean, the chances are it's going to fail. You know, but everyone will everyone will wheel out that situation where it didn't fail. Yeah, you know, yeah. but you know, it's a it's a chance thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how we might MVP pair bears. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, li- I mean, we said it. Stuff an Alexa <laughs> yeah. in a bear. <laughs> Sell it as a pear bear. Job done. Okay. Pre-configure them so the the um, the trigger word is not Alexa. Can you do that actually? Can you change it no, to any word you I want? I don't think you can. No, it's got to be. Yeah. No, I suppose because otherwise it would have to know. But if we just gave the bear a little necklace that said Alexa, so the bear's name is Alexa. <laughs> Who's going to know the difference? I can see the Amazon lawyers. <laughs> they're, like, they're already gearing up. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the question we'll answer with our MVP. Are we violating Amazon's intellectual property? Yeah. You could do that. So you could ship everyone on Amazon. Um, but then you're just you're just MVPing Alexa, aren't you? This is why it's difficult. Yeah, but I think the I think the bear is a crucial angle. Maybe that's that, that, there's them A/B testing. Yeah, there we go. One group will just send a just send an echo to, and the other group will send an echo stuffed in a in a bear. <laughs> see, see who gets the most engagement. The highest engagement. <laughs> yeah. Man, we're so good at this. We need to, we need to go and do this. I still think there's a there's a stockpile of Furby somewhere, <laughs> and you can have the little beaks move as you know to the just voice freaky though, right? Furbies. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't think anyone would enjoy it. But there, there, there's our third our third cohort. Yeah. The Alexas. <laughs> The bears and the, the furbies. And we'll see right. who gets the most engagement. Let's get to it. Right, Greg, there we go. Another one in the can. Yeah, another one done. I think I've made myself perfectly clear. I don't want to be seeing any crap MVPs anymore. Please, <laughs> if you see anyone doing crap MVPs, please get in touch with us at BitPicking on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you in the next episodes. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Greg. Bye. Bye. I was going to do it. Okay. There you go.